episode number 70. Hi, this is Martin Woodward. And this is Greg Duncan. How are you doing, Martin? I'm doing very well, thanks, Greg. We've been busy. We're um, we're getting ready for the official launch, which is coming up. And in fact, that, that that's almost a seamless transition because that takes us into our first into our first <laughs> story. Wow, that's a, that was unbelievable. I, I maybe not be that seamless. How are you getting on? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to uh, to the launch next week. And you so know, you've use... been busy using uh, Visual Studio 2013. And, I, I, and I certainly have. And you know, I, yeah, I'm, again, like I talked about last show really no problems at all. I, I, said, I say this a lot, but it just seems to work. And, you know. So do you have any new favorite features then? Last time we spoke, you were, it was all about the, uh, the DubF editor, I seem to remember. What, what, what do you think now? Now you've had a chance to play with it for a bit longer. There's one feature that I, was, I'm, I want to talk about later in the show that I thought was really cool okay. um, and just made it you know, so much easier to do my normal stuff. But one of the other features that I... I really like is that the productivity power pack or power tools mm. um, that you used to download separately, you know, the simple stuff like, you know, double quoting, you know, right do the one quote and it does the closing quote for you. You'd have to get that separately. And now that's all baked in. I was actually looking for the productivity pack a couple of weeks ago. It's like, Oh, where's the VS one? It's like, Oh, well, you know, I kind of actually don't need it anymore. Oh, well that's two thumbs up. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've tried to do that a lot, and you know, especially now we're doing these uh, periodic, you know, these updates fairly frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons for doing power tools was because it was to, <laughs> so we could get them shipped out sooner. But now we're shipping, you know, every three or four months anyway. So it's like, well, why don't we just bake them into a product? And then we're doing, oh yeah, good point. <laughs> so I got a, I got a question to, uh, about mm-hmm. this next story and about the launch. Um, okay, so let's talk about the launch. The, the, we've got the launch that's coming up in the. Vir- launch mm-hmm. and uh, Dave McKinstry's actually done a post that goes through uh, gives you links to the the virtual launch you know events.visualstudio.com but also um, goes through and talks about all the regional launches that are happening so if you go through Dave's blog post he talks about um, you know there's a big tour going around the whole of the US and there are also events actually happening out in the regions as well you know I know people are off to Dubai and I'm off to uh, Vienna myself at the end of November and then I'm off to Switzerland and Dublin and you know there's lots of different uh, sessions that are going on around the world and uh, locally to you so if, if you're in the US and go check out the link uh, to Dave McIntyre's blog post it'll stick in the show notes so you said you had a question about launch I might be able to yeah. um, are they going to talk about I mean, you, know, I, you probably can't answer this but I'm going to ask anyway uh, the the release cadence I mean when are we going to see uh, VS 2013.1 or or dot two and you know is that still going to be quarterly ish um uh, I don't know if they're going to talk about the release cadence stuff at all, but there's, we've um, we we've the last I heard, we we know we're carrying on planning to do frequent updates to Visual Studio. I don't think we have we I don't think internally we have a goal yet as to when that um, first update will ship publicly. But we, we're definitely planning on on you know shipping plenty of updates to Visual Studio just like we did last time around because it, it seemed to work well. I think. Did you think it worked okay? I thought it was great. So yeah, yeah there was. There were some complaints about people people getting used to it, and as long as we don't break stuff, I think that's okay, you know. But it's um, 
like, you don't have to take them. It would be my answer. Upgrade when you're ready. And, you know, we might as well, as we have so many people that have MSDN subscriptions mm-hmm. uh, with Visual Studio, we might as well make lots of value to MSDN subscription and make it. So if you've got Visual Studio, just keep getting the updates, you know, just just get get it as soon as the features are ready rather than making you wait a year or two years to actually get the feature, by which time it might not be relevant anymore. So. Do you know, do, I, Visual Studio asks for the whole, you know, do you want to participate thing, right? I mean, do you have yeah. the telemetry and do you know how oh, yeah. VS users are actually have the, the are pre-pitted for the MSDN and, and all that stuff so you can actually tell Downloads yep. for MSDN users. And- yeah, and we can tell we can tell usage of Visual Studio and you know which feature. If you if you sign up for the customer improvement right, program, it's opt in, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that sends data to us. That's all anonymized, even when it's op- when it's opt in. But yeah, that we we then get a bunch of data about what features people are using and and so on and so forth. And we we monitor that um, heavily. And um, yeah, there'll probably be some stuff announced at the launch about how how well the adoption's going. But it's certainly uh, we've been very very pleased with how uh, Visual Studio is rolling out. This people seem to be enjoying the 2012 release. Good, good, yeah. <laughs> and the 2013 release. What am I talking about? They were enjoying the 2012 release as well. <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh. I was like, you know, when you said anonymized, it's like, oh, good. So you're not going to email my boss and say, yeah, he's had Visual Studio launched for the last eight hours, but he hasn't typed anything in it. <laughs> yeah, we don't get that kind of data, unfortunately. <laughs> you can't track that down to like, active. No, but it's it's really interesting to see which features people are using, which features people struggle with as well. That's one of the... That was one of the great things uh, when we did the hosted service. We were able to experiment a bit more, and you know, with TFS in particular, you know, say, hey, uh, what if we make put this box here? Do more people see it? You know, um, what? How are we transitioning from accounts being created to actually people uh, creating projects and then using projects? And what can we do to you know improve how people are using the system and improve people? You know, actually using the service and getting signed up and things so um no it's been it's been very good the um it's been yeah one of the best um rtms i've witnessed since i've come to microsoft so i'm, I'm very pleased with how this 2013 release has gone i think a lot of that is due to the the frequent update cadence and also um all the, just all the great feedback from everybody out in the community trying out the betas and the ctps and and, and giving us feedback on features so that we can we can get the the features out the door it's been it's been really good so i'm very pleased does the team or is there any messaging that comes out and says hey you know uh, developer platform evangelists or evangelism team people really aren't using feature x you know they're not using the quick find or they're not using this you know can you guys talk about this or should you talk about it does any kind of messaging like that come out uh yeah we do we do do some of that type of analysis but we also have access to the data ourselves so we can kind of, kind of go spelunking and see which bits of our features people are using uh. or not using and sometimes it's like educational um but most of the times it's it shouldn't be educational you know <laughs> it, it it should be a um we should make it easier to discover and how can we make this easy to discover that sort of thing so we do that combined with usability studies and stuff so it's, it's all it's all good um one of the the things that um, I just find interesting, though, is uh, the 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 smiley face and frowny faces. You know, that was on the previews. Mm-hmm. They're brilliant. Whenever you have those, we we read those, they're, and they're just great. And it was um, uh, it was really 
pleasing to me to be able to go in, you know, we could go into our system and um, we're looking at the, you know, because I was heavily involved with like the Git stuff last time around and things. And, um, you know, go and look and actually see what people were happy about when they were using Visual Studio and see, um, like, see how many just raw, like, how many bits of feedback came in that have the keyword Git in that are positive sentiment <laughs> versus negative sentiment. Uh, you know, and, 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 and then of the positive sentiment, uh, bits of feedback which ones mention you know wh- what keywords are popular which keywords are top hits in them and all that sort of thing and that was just brilliant to you know and you can see how well a particular feature is going down and the git one was one in particular that w- we could really see was was resonating with a particular set of the community um and we're enjoying the git tooling that we'd added into visual studio so uh yeah that was all good so we've got the events that are going around um Obviously, there's a you know early on we cover um, the East Coast like New York is where the launch is, and then there's Boston, North Carolina as you would expect because that's where the team are, (laughs) and then we we go for a big tour around around the United States really. Yeah, Angela um, Dugan was talking about that on her blog recently. She mentions the uh, Chicago, um, Illinois event. Ah, yes. Angela's based in Chicago. I guess she'll be there at the event. She talks about the agenda. She's got a nice little post there about a map to the place and everything else. So that's kind of neat. There's two tracks. There's a developer track, which I can kind of figure out. The ITDM. IT Decision Maker. Ah, okay. Your boss is what (laughs) The developer track is you, and the ITDM is your boss. Okay, uh, so it's the people who work and the people do... The, pe- the people who work and the people who pay for you to work. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> the people who work and the people who buy your tools for you. You yeah. sign the checks oh, to pay. Yeah. It, it, we, it's important that we influence both. <laughs> no, and there's, architect- there's the people who work and then there's architects. How about that? <laughs> I say that as a guy who used to have architect in his title, but never mind. Um, so speaking of uh, releasing stuff, actually, um, uh, the 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 Team Explorer Everywhere team obviously uh, released Team Explorer Everywhere time and date with um, with TFS 2013. As always happens, we always ship those tools the same day that TFS ships. We always ship the cross-platform tools as well. Mm-hmm. And if you have, if you've been through um, Brian Harris on a blog post. If you're not a frequent user of Eclipse, you might not have seen it. But if you go along to Brian's blog post, he goes through and shows you some of the stuff that's in. And you'll notice, you know, wow, it's actually similar stuff we added to Visual Studio. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? So we, uh, you know, we improved the Team Explorer navigation. We added in the pop-up views. Um, we obviously added... Um, stuff around the git tooling as well to make sure that um if you're if you are using a git project in tfs that you're that the team explorer can still help you find it and connect to it but it, importantly um eclipse has git version control tooling already um you know team explorer everywhere brings the 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 team foundation version control source control like plugin right. into eclipse it, we didn't want to go build another one of those for, right. for Eclipse because there already is one called eGit. So what it does, which is really uh, neat and clever, and I can't take any credit for it because it was a guy called Alex Rukin on the team that actually did this work. But um, when you when you go and you try and connect to a project that's a Git project, it does the import for you um, into Eclipse workspace and then plums connects it up so that e gets connected to it so teammates were everywhere will help you get your project in from eclipse in 
in from TFS into Eclipse, but but then connects Eclipse up as Git to it. So you can keep using all the Git tools that you're used to using in Eclipse if you're an Eclipse user already, um, but it makes it really easy to connect to uh, to TFS. So that's pretty neat. I was, uh, technically, that was very clever. I was very impressed. And then you were talking about power tools. Yeah. Uh, in Team Explorer Everywhere, again, most of the power tools were um, just brought in and baked into the product we used to have like power tools downloads and language pack downloads and all sorts of separate downloads now they're all it's just one download now you just download everything in one go and uh, we've added most of the power tools in in fact a lot of the power tools actually got put into tfs itself so that was handy but one that wasn't in there was the finding source control uh plugin which is still a power tool over on the visual studio side that's actually baked into uh, team explorer everywhere now as well so there's another example of the eclipse guys getting something the visual studio guys don't get you know and vice versa it's this it's this whole cooperation that exists between the team explorer teams it's quite good to see well it's good to see that it's just continuing on i love that yeah yeah and i mean i know i don't work on that team anymore but i work very closely with that team mm-hmm. um, um and uh, yeah they're still continuing on a pace they're getting ready for their you know they're, they're seeing what stuff they want to put in the first updates and you know they're just carrying on working away so uh yeah it's it's um it's g- great to see how well they're doing, even though I'm not on the team anymore and slightly depressing. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Turns out, you know what? I'm not important at all, but never mind. <laughs> so, you know, we've been talking about 2013 a lot in the show so far, mm. but 2012 is still getting some love. Uh, also on Brian oh, Harry's yeah. blog, they talk about the, the Git tools, the VS 2012 Tools for Git is officially RTM, so that's available now, and you can have all that Git goodness in your VS 2012. And that's what I, you know, to segue into that favorite feature I mentioned earlier. Uh, in 2013, the way Git is just baked in in there. Uh, every weekend, you know, I'm, I do the Coding for Fun blog and the Coding for Fun Connect Gallery. So I'm getting a lot of code. I'm going out to getting, I'm getting it from CodePlex, I'm getting it from GitHub. I get a lot of code and, you know, drag it down and try to get it to compile and all that good kind of stuff. And, you know, for Git, traditionally, I was just, you know, downloading it as a zip. I didn't have the desktop client or anything. And it was okay. Get the zip and unzip it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this weekend I was like, hey, you know what? 2013 has the Git. It's right there on my Team Explorer view. What if I take this URL that's very easy to get on GitHub, poke it into there and do clone? And it grabbed the source and it just again just worked it was nice it was beautiful you know found the solution for me and it's just there and it you know it made it really seamless i i really didn't know that this was git versus tfs or or anything else it just went out and grabbed the code for me and you know it, it was all hooked up so if i wanted to you know uh, um edit it I, I could not edit it. Obviously, it's local. I could edit it, but you know, all that Git functionality is, is there. You've gone and viewed history and all that sort of thing. It, found some code and exactly. There. Yeah, it was basically you know what is it? Uh, click to select the URL, paste it, click clone. I've got it. So yeah, so much faster than doing the download the zip. So if any of you are out there and you're GitHub users and you're not using Git, that would be kind of weird. But um, or you're using an other Git repository mm-hmm. um, at work or whatever, yeah, definitely t- check that out. And now that it's in 2012, you can have all that goodness there too. You see, it's just Git. This is the thing I was trying to explain to people when we're like, it. It's not Microsoft Git. It's just Git, and you know that's the advan- that's one of the advantages of using the the open source library to 
behind it. We it it would be very hard for us to get that wrong <laughs> because it's because it's the same library that GitHub using GitHub for Windows, by the way. And uh, you know, it's 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 just yeah, it's just let's do it's just Git. And um, the good thing that's speaking of GitHub for Windows, actually, if you if you were to use so GitHub have their own like Windows client, there's a thick Windows client that runs right. locally on a Windows machine. Um, it's very very pretty as well. It uses reactive extensions and stuff as you would expect from Paul Betts. It's great. <laughs> but um, if you use it and clone a repository down, we actually work with them, and there's a registry key that, that you can stick a value into, and the GitHub GitHub for Windows does that. So when it clones a repository down, it sticks um, a registry key into a certain location that then Visual Studio when it opens and it actually monitors this key um it goes oh look somebody's cloned a repository down oh okay i'll, I'll go and i'll make that visible to me inside of team explorer in <laughs> in visual studio so you don't even have to you know it just automatically syncs up and if it, you don't even have to close visual studio or press refresh it actually monitors this registry key and keeps an eye on it and then when so when you know it all works seamlessly so we work quite closely with those guys to make sure these these tools would work and that they would be um Vendor agnostic, uh, you right. know, regardless of where your your Git repository was hosted, it, the Git tooling inside Visual Studio should still work brilliantly, and ho- hopefully it does. So I'm, I'm glad you had a positive experience there. Anyway, Martin, what have you yep. done with my Microsoft? This is not the, the same Microsoft that we grew up with. All right, all this open source stuff and not reinventing the wheel and everything else. What have you done with my Microsoft? It, w- it wasn't me. I wish I could take credit <laughs> for it. Okay, not that I, yeah. I mean, I like this Microsoft a lot better than the old evil one. Not the old evil one, but the old our way or the highway. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's been interesting times coming to it. You know, I, I've joined the company at a very exciting time. Yeah. I think so. I'm, I'm quite pleased with how things are going. So yeah, it's all good. Hey, uh, I know this is turning into a bit of a git fest. We'll <laughs> we'll move on to the <laughs> stuff in a minute. But yeah, it's it's good. The um uh Brian Harry just uh blogged about um you know we've always had the continuous delivery support for Windows Azure websites, so you could mm-hmm. um you could check in the code. Uh, to TFVC repository and as soon as you did the check-in it would automatically do a build and if the build was successful it would deploy your your website out to Azure I keep meaning to move Radio TFS website over to this by the way because uh, it, it is a um, it's all built it's built using WebMatrix so it's all it would put it publishes to Windows Azure websites just fine I should I need to move it over anyway I'll do that one day I promise um <laughs> But what we can do now is uh, that was only working with TFVC repositories initially, and the guys have gone through and actually um, lit it up so that it also supports uh, Git repositories in TFS as well, Git projects inside TFS. And that required a little bit of work because it, it wasn't just work on our side to do the build templates, but it was also work over on the Azure side to, to be able to um, talk to our uh, REST APIs that, that expose which projects are available as repositories inside of a Git project and things. So um, it was a little bit of work on both sides and that work's come through. And so you can now do that. So that's great news. Nice. Well, it's that time of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode 70. Wow. 70. Um, of we wouldn't PM. have got this far, would we, as well, without the great support? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Dang. I could have had that. Oh, well. Yeah. Never mind. Right, carry <sighs> on. Um, yeah, now the, the train has been derailed. Uh, episode 70 of Radio TFS has been, is brought to you by SAS Made Easy, a leader in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers, and TFS ALM consulting. You can reach them at www.sasmadeeasy.com or via email at sales at S-A-A-S-M-A-D-E-E-A-S-Y 
com. And I want to do a shout out to Paul and thank him very much. Uh, the MVS ALMs, I guess, were asked to nominate some MVPs. And for whatever reason, he picked me. And I want to thank you very much, You're constant harping about it, maybe. (laughs) It's like, would you just shut up, Greg? God, okay, well, I'll (laughs) nominate you. So I've been nominated. Uh, I got the initial, hey, you've been nominated notification. I haven't gotten uh, feedback yet. And, you know, if I get get it, great. If I don't, well, then great. You know, I'm okay with that. Just because, you know, most of you guys. It's been nominated anyway, isn't it? You know? That, yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, just, just getting that nomination is recognition enough and the feedback that we get on the show and everything is that's recognition enough who needs all the other stuff that mvps get like the upcoming alm uh, the vs the mvp summit or anything you know don't need that <coughs> the free uh visual studio ultimate and you know over <laughs> uh, over swag or the the recognition and respect of your friends and yeah well you know i i bet you most of the the listeners out there will you know say you know i'll love uh, drank the Kool-Aid if I get that MVP stuff because right now I'm like you know ninety per ninety five percent probably of our listeners and that they don't they're not you know MVPs either they're line of business devs head down just trying to get the code done and they take out a you know forty minutes of their in day. All, in to... all seriousness, I actually think that does help the show because because you're like the Doctor Watson, you know what I mean? You're, <laughs> you're you're asking the questions that the listeners are asking. They don't get to they don't get to hear all the inside stuff. So no, I'm I'm glad. Uh, it's good, but no, I'm not glad that you're not an MVP. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I'm glad we have that perspective. On the show. Speaking of MVP, you. we have a post yeah, from an MVP. Yeah, so uh, Vladimir Gusarov did a great post on um, all a bunch of tools that simplify your life uh, with TFS and, and managing your Team Foundation server. And as these are all on Coplex anyway, I figured we should probably have a roundup of some of them. If that's okay with you, that works good for me. So the first one I want to talk about was the uh, TFS workspace cleaner that's up on Coplex. This is actually very similar to a tool that we run internally. Uh, we, we have three and a half thousand people on the TFS server that I talk to regularly. There's a lot of people. And um, you wouldn't believe uh, there's a significant amount of storage in regarding uh, TFEC because, you know, TFS keeps track of what files you have locally. Right. Um, and so um, there's a significant amount of data there if you have millions and millions of files locally in, in lots of different machines that data can build up. So uh, what we we have a job that runs periodically and deletes old workspaces and sends you a little email before it deletes them that says, hey, if you don't actually use this, it's going to go in a minute and that sort of thing. Um, because people trash machines all the time and rebuild machines and have workspaces sat around they're not using. So this comes around and cleans up that data. And that's actually what the TFS workspace is cleaner helps you do is look at your tfs server find all those workspaces that haven't been used for you know years or months anyway find those workspaces that belong to people that have left the company or have been fired or whatever and actually go delete them and just delete you know free up that space and free up those resources on your machine so that's a great that's a great tool first of all Nice. And the source is available too, isn't there? Yep. Source is all available. This is Coplex. It's all yep. good. You can go, if you, if it doesn't do what you want it to do, then you can go make it do what you want it to do. <laughs> so and it's all command line, so that's all good as well. Uh, and next one, if you've um, been, a, if you're a fan of the uh, TFS, the professional TFS 2012 or 2010 books, uh, if you're not, why not? But if you <laughs> are, go, 
you you can keep listening to the show and um go and uh on the very end chapters grant talks a lot about the subscriptions and the events and things and nowadays in modern tfs you can actually go in um and in web access we have the alerts you can go and actually view your alerts easily that you have set up for yourself you know your email alerts and stuff Mm -hmm. they're all visible and the team ones are visible for administrators um but what you can do is use the tfs event manager to actually go in really deep and actually go look at all of the events that you can get from TFS and see which event subscriptions are in place and so on and try and uh, debug and diagnose some problems. Remember when you were having a problem where something wasn't getting updated and I was like, oh, that's weird. That sounds like an event that's going isn't being picked up by somebody and and you turn, and then you dug around and figured out it's because uh, one of the services hadn't had a password change or something like that. This kind of thing helps you diagnose some of those problems and go really deep and have a look and investigate. So, And if you want to just go in and, and poke around at the internals of events, then uh, the TFS Event Manager is a, is a fabulous tool to, to just play with. I like that. Um, the one that yeah, I like on that one is the um, they talk about the event processing and there's a history and the message, you know, notification job summary and number of emails sent and errors. Yeah. And, you know, just, a, you know, uh, Greg, I, I'm set up for this alert, but I'm never getting these emails that you're, you know, checking this stuff in. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Sucker. That's because you just put the wrong email address in. Yeah. No, I can just say, no, I've got a record that you've got these emails. They got sent to you. There's no errors. Don't try yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does that happen a lot? Does it? it sounds it sounds fun. Yeah. Um, so one of the other ones uh, around this kind of area as well is um, the team project manager on Coplex. So uh, the, the team project manager, um, have you ever had to, you've got like, say, 10 team projects and you want to update the process templates on them all to add a field to all 10 of them, or you want to make sure they're all running the same build process template, or you want to check permissions and things like that? Well, the, the team project manager on Coplex helps you do that and helps you have control over um, lots of team projects that you might be managing. So that's a really handy tool as well. Again, yeah. all the sources on Coplex, you can go and play Security, around with that. source code, build process, activity, work item configuration. That's nice because yeah, we're starting to move from a one monster project to rule most of our stuff into very targeted, selected you know, new project creation for long-term, you know, projects. So I can definitely see this coming into play. Well, need something like this since I'm for some, whatever reason that, you know, de facto admin for our TFS server. It's because you're the last one that touched it. So. <laughs> your fault and uh, one of the ones that vladimir actually um posted about in his blog post which i actually didn't know about and that's shocking because you know i, I look after coplex and i hadn't seen this project yet but it's great it's a tfs storage explorer on coplex so one of the little known or little appreciated things we did with tfs 2013 is we actually added a completely new storage type and that's a non-version file storage store uh, that's catchy name. Uh, um, and the reason why we have a non-version file storage store is because uh, build results right. is the main reason. You might want to, you know, you want to stick in your build results somewhere, your build process templates, basically. Well, build process templates you want version, but build results you want just a dump of, you know, um, and and rather than put them in a Windows file share, which doesn't work uh, very well cross-platform and also doesn't work very well out in the service, we needed a store to put these build results in and that that landed in TFS 2013. Um, the thing is, though, the only way you can actually access that data is to click on the links for the builds. 
Um, but like with everything in TFS, it was actually built as a generic store with a bunch of APIs and web services. And so uh, somebody's come along and created the TFS Storage Explorer to actually go and iterate those storage bins and actually be able to browse and, and, and look through and see what your your storage contains. So, yeah, if you want to go around and have a look and download all the latest, you know, download all the builds and all the logs and information, then um, that's definitely worth looking at. Um, and then I've got a couple of, if you've got time, I had a couple of others as well that uh, I wanted yeah. to just recap that aren't actually in uh, Vladimir's post. But um, one that I'm a, a contributor to, haven't contributed to check-in for a while now, but I'm, I'm still on the project, honorary probably, is um, Mike Furrier looks after, and lots of people contribute to, but Mike really looks after it, the TFS community build extensions. If you need to do something with your build and you're thinking, oh, I should probably build an extension to TFS to go make this happen, like versioning assemblies or, I don't know, anything, uh, using SSH to trigger a build off on a Linux machine, whatever, uh, loads of things, any, anything you can think of with your build, go check the community TFS build extensions first because it's a, a fabulous open source project that's permissively licensed that allows you to go in and um, you know do all those common types of things that people are always finding they do. Eventually, somebody will contribute something that they've been using to the community TFS build extensions and you can pull it from there and use it. And please, if you've gone and written your own build extension to do something that you found you needed to do and turns out isn't in the community build extensions yet then consider contributing it that, that can be your uh, your little you know bit of karma for the day to actually go in and, and do something good for the world and and give your extension back because eventually we'll have all the extensions in there that anyone would ever need surely so that'd be quite good and then I've got uh, two more for you, I think. No, three more, let's think. Uh, let's go. This one, again, is another TFS one. That's the um, witcustomcontrols.coplex.com from Matthias Allison. Uh, if you um, need, a, need a custom control for work items and you're thinking about building one, don't. Go see the custom controls for TFS work item tracking projects on Coplex first and see if you can actually pull one there that somebody else has built and debugged and tested and extended and fixed and debugged again, you know, um, to go grab that. TFS build launcher, if you've ever needed to trigger builds from the command line and pass in a bunch of parameters and stuff, tfsbuildlauncher.coplex.com, another great project there. And then finally, a very neat one, if you're using, if you're just editing files locally inside of Visual Studio um, and you're just, you know, hitting Control S and maybe you're not using Git, so you're not, you haven't got local history, you can still have local history of your changes if you go to localhistory.coplex.com. And that's a plugin for Visual Studio that actually keeps track of your changes locally and squirrels them away somewhere. And then you can, you know, when you have that head slap moment, when you realize, <laughs> oh, no, this was working and I've typed something in and I can't quite remember what i've edited and oh and i didn't i didn't commit it to version control i didn't you know whatever i didn't shelve it you can this this can just install it and then have this sat there and it'll, it'll save your bacon one day when you realize you need to go back and, and, and load something so there's my top so we'll have links to the all these in the show notes but there's some uh, great plugins all available on complex all to improve your life with tfs and visual studio so next because we haven't talked about git enough we're gonna no, talk no, about exactly. one more is it one more i think it's only one more git so um you can never have enough git, never <laughs> git. the beautiful world of git by mm-hmm. um Gian Gian maria richie gian miara 
There we go. So that'll do. That's my that's my approximation of a time. Anyway, carry on. You're good. Uh, he's talking about Git, and he talks about Git though from you know a, a point of view that I can actually appreciate or, or want to learn more of. You know, I'm mostly click 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 and using the the IDE and and all the the pretty tools. But you know, unfortunately, sometimes you got to go to the command line. And there are there's a school of thought that you should actually start at the command line. You should understand it good there before you start click click clicking. And then there's the people who actually have to do work. But, um, oh, I'm going to get some hate mail for that one. But um, his post here is really nice. He's talking about like if, you, if you've if you been using subversion, you know, like, can I use local Git even if I have a subversion repo without being crazy? And he gives you some hints on how to deal with that. Um, Rich is a massive power user of Git. So he's, he's gave us some great feedback on the Git integrations mm-hmm. early on. So um, yeah, he 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 lives in the command line. You know what I mean? Because that was all there was up until now. So uh, he he's a great guy, and yeah, it's a good post, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And there's um, he talks about using uh, Git Stash as well, which again, again is one of those sorts of powerful things. And uh, no, yeah, he, he's just a stash. Everybody needs to stash <laughs> things away at times. Well, but he also tries to cover. Um, uh, rebasing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you? I was on. I happened to have been on .NET. I wasn't, you know, doing a bit of a, a moonlighting, and I was on .NET Rocks every week. And um, the first question that they asked me was all about rebase and uh, and squash. And I'm like, oh man, because I, I was like, how do I like? I have to spend. I had to spend half the show explaining the question before I could <laughs> then explain why we don't do that yet, because basically it's like slightly complicated. And yeah, and you know, and the open source tool that we're contributing to, we haven't contributed uh, uh, rebase or, or squash support yet as well. Which is no reason why we don't do it. But um, yeah, so it, um, Richie goes in and talks a lot about that sort of thing as well, and how how to. What I like about it though is he talks about the commands that you have to use but he doesn't talk about them like quite often you see in get stuff where it's like oh and look at this really cool powerful command that can do some stuff but never explain actually why you would want to do that he he comes from the option of here's something you want to do and here's this slightly crazy sounding command you can use in <laughs> git that actually allows you to do it so i, I thought it was a, it was good the way he'd written it yeah absolutely so um speaking of mvps uh Esteban garcia was actually interviewed by david giard over on technologyandfriends.com if you haven't been to the technologyandfriends.com uh blog i encourage you to go along with some great videos i've actually interviewed some you know some proper rock stars of the uh, of the dotnet community not not people like me and greg but actually you know clever people well no greg's clever <laughs> Famous people. How about that? There you go. Um, and so it's, it's a great uh, blog post. Now, Esteban, he's a Fibus MVP, and he goes and uh, it's just 15 minutes. So, you know, you can watch it over your lunch break easily while sat at your computer or whatever and just goes through some of uh, his favorite features in TFS 2013. So if you're bored of hearing me and Greg talk about it, get another perspective and, and watch Esteban talk about it. How can you be bored about listening about 20, TFS? <sighs> exactly. You can never be bored about that. <laughs> But uh, Greg, I tell you that the show's been flying by, and we haven't heard about the Rangers yet. What's going well, on? Well, we got uh, three stories that I want to talk about from the Rangers. The first one hey, is um, yeah, uh, um, Willie P uh, did a um, monthly Rangers flash post where he talked about all the projects that they're working on and, and kind of where they're at. And he's got a lot of pretty pictures as he's really good at doing. Talks about the updates, like you know we've talked about a number of times the unit test generator. We've talked in the past um, the building release pipeline with TFS ebook. Uh, Roger McLean's talking about. 
the ALM readiness treasure Robert, map. Which I'll Robert talk about McLean. In a Robert McLean. Robert McLean. Not Roger. He's a, yeah, did I say I'll, Roger? I'll see, oh. You did. I'll, I'll be seeing Roger. I'll be seeing Gosh. Roger. <laughs> I'll be seeing Robert next week. Not next and week. I, MVP Summit Week, whatever. Man, anyway, I hope and I've so. been following him and his blog post, the sadev.ca.za, for like ever. It's because he's a legend. Uh, we'll uh, we'll edit that out, don't we? Yeah. It'll be fine. No, we can leave that in. Yeah, people know we'll that. We'll do. I, well, I'm not crap. <laughs> but um, okay. So, what's the readiness? The readiness treasure map. What's that all about? That is, um, I, you know what? I, I really actually didn't look into it too much. But he's got Lego minifigs, and he's doing a whole video <laughs> story with the Lego minifigs for. Uh, and we've talked about the treasure map project before. The um, the uh, Metro, the modern UI application that maps out all the ALM resources and makes it you know fun to kind of find this. Well, he's did a whole video on you know. Um, to create these great coding videos and he's using Lego minifigs. Now, how can you go wrong oh, with that? My kids love Lego mini, doing like stop motion Lego minifigure <laughs> stuff. So that's brilliant. He's a, he's a legend. He really is good. This is, this is the problem. This is what you've got to compete with if you want to be an a and MVP. Yeah. Hey, I, I, you Where's know. my, where are my Lego minifigures? You know, <laughs> might be giving me a quality podcast every couple of weeks. No Lego. Yeah, well, you know, I, I can, uh, yeah, I've got Legos, got a lot of Legos. I won't let my son get rid of his Legos, but. Uh, exactly. And we'll start putting some Legos on the cover art. How about that? That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> and what else have the Rangers be giving us? You said you had three things? Yeah, the last post was Dan Hellum's uh, blog post, uh, Path to Agility, Recognizing the Problem. And, you know, we are here at work. We are, we've been doing a lot of utilities, a lot of power tools internally, a lot of little projects that really don't require long-term, you know, agility type projects. You know, we do them in a day or a week or, you know, a couple weeks max and we spin these things out to solve the, the, the problem of the moment. But we're starting to do some much larger projects. Our team is growing. Um, so the scope of the problems that we want to tackle are growing as well. And those need agile management. So, you know, uh, some of the people on the team haven't really done that. Everybody's done and kind of understands waterfall. But when they say, okay, what is agile? And this is not just development, but business users as well. Mm-hmm. So what I saw in this post was just a, um, not a definition, but they, they talk about the agile process and what people are doing and what kind of expectations uh, that there are, and you know what do a, what does a stakeholder want, and, and what does the development team want, and the testing team, and you know who are some of these players and, and the kind of roles that they play, and just recognizing you know who is going to do what. Um, and that it's not just a dev thing. This isn't just us saying this is going to manage it, that it requires a lot of people and a lot of people to buy in and take part in it. You know, if you're just doing it yourself, well, then, you know, how much overhead do you really want to incur? But if you really want to succeed, you got to get that business, uh, business people buy in both from the guys going to use the app, the guys who manage those guys to the people at the top. And if you get that support, you're much likely to succeed. If you don't, well, then succeeding becomes a lot harder, you know, and how can you say, 
we need you to drop what you're doing and do this, make this power tool right now. It's like, well, you know, we're kind of in the middle of an iteration. Um, you agreed that, you know, you wouldn't distract us. Let's see what, how we can solve this today. Or, you know, can we wait a little bit or that if they've bought into it, they can understand that they can understand the delay and the, you know, the kind of pushback. If they're not bought in on it then they're like, you know, bite me. Coded up. Yeah, it's all about building trust and also, you know, it's, it's great. But. Absolutely. And one of the things I like about this post as well, Dan's, um, you know, we talk about the ALM range, isn't it? I think what people probably don't understand is that the um, the ALM ranges are, uh, are this hybrid group of awesomeness that uh, combine people from the MVP community, but also people from our own internal communities, you know, both on the product group inside Visual Studio and TFS, but people out in the, in the field, we like to say. So people out in the real world, like Dan, who's a technical account manager in, in uh, Premier Support. And, you know, it combines all these experts that are, that are working in the area, both inside and outside Microsoft, and tries to help them share the knowledge between each other and, and end up with guidance that's that's actual, you know, real life guidance, not how us in our ivory towers inside the product group actually see things, but actually how you use this stuff in the real world and, you know, how you use this stuff in real life situations. So, yeah, just the ranges are just amazing. Uh, 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 <laughs> Taking the tools and actually applying them to reality rather than applying them in you know in a five minute demo. So uh, I just love the fact that that's it's there. Got, and he's got and, a really nice graphic there. That development roles responsibilities graphic is just screaming to be stolen and put on you know yeah. powerpoints you around the dev world. So yeah, and if you go to the 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 ALM assessment, which is yeah another complex project, <laughs> and uh, also the uh, the UK guys of because um, Dan's based in the US, but the UK guys as well have also done a whole thing about the ALM assessment stuff as well so yeah it, all good stuff the ALM ranges are amazing aren't they so well um, it's about that time of the show I'm afraid Greg we're coming up to the end I wanted to say we've had some really uh, lovely feedback just super nice comments coming in from people lately so uh, yeah I want to thank you all feel free to keep you know uh, sending super nice comments to RadioTFSOutlook.com but also send things you want to want us to improve that's fine as well we've had so far had a distinctly uh, um, zero response rate when it comes to our, our suggestion about maybe the, the theme music should change. So I'm, I'm taking silence as people don't care that much about the theme music other than, you know, uh, I for, oh man, I sorry, I forgot his name. Who's the name of the the guy that didn't enjoy that didn't who who was it who was complaining about the theme music? Um, I'm looking forward. Oh, I remember. I, I know him. He's a good guy. Um, Richard, Richard Beverly. Richard yeah, Beverly. there we go. Richard. Yeah, no, yeah, I knew him. So uh, anyway, R- R- Richard doesn't like the theme music. But if anybody else doesn't like the theme music, then do email us again, radiotfs at outlook dot com, or send us a voicemail four two five two three three eight three seven nine, and uh, we'll we'll be sure to take that feedback on board. We might not do anything about it because I might be too lazy. But um, yeah, it, you know, we just had some great feedback lately. So thanks for listening, and um, yeah, we'll speak to you next time on Radio TFS. Mm-hmm.